Yes, 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 indeed, powerful people. This is another episode of Breaking the Machine. I'm your host, Samad the Port, alongside my partner, Spank the Bank. What up, though? And today we'll be taking another incremental step and in shifting the culture. Today we got a powerful episode. As you can see, the long anticipated, long awaited yeah. Courtney Bell is back on the show. How you yeah. doing, my brother? Yeah. Peace to the gods, man. All is well. All is yes, well. Sir. Peace, 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 baby. Hey, that shit crazy. I ain't I feel good. My nigga a star. Mm. You feel oh, me? Man. Like it's just Facts. to see you grow from. We like, was talking about that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to see for our second episode, mm-hmm. and now, bro, man, my nigga, a star out here, dog. Right. That shit just feel good. On just Joe Button show yeah. all over the place. Uh, yeah. Yada, what's the name? Yada, what's the name? Yaki, 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 shot you out, man. Like that shit feel good, and it's crazy, bro. Not even to cut you off, I feel like. Not even having music out, not having a hit, not having none of that. I feel like what didn't carry me as far as I have is my spirit and my intellect. You feel me? That shit stay in rooms. You feel me when the music leave them. So mm-hmm. I'm thankful for that for sure. For sure. Cause the nigga done been in some rooms that is like, bro, how the fuck this nigga get in here? Like his music mm-hmm. ain't surfacing. Like I ain't dropped nothing. I ain't, you feel me? But the fact that the name's still circulating to let me know that I've been doing the spirit work that a nigga been doing behind closed doors. Mm, mm, that makes that's a big statement. I mean, if you work in inner, you know what I'm saying? You feel me? The universe yeah. gonna, gonna give it. It's mm. a big statement. Me? That's a no fact. Doubt. You know, something powerful. I, I wish we caught on camera. I don't know if they caught it on camera, but when we, we was at North Carolina Central and we yeah. was walking through the campus talking when we was doing our uh our, our, our group circle conversation, and uh the dude was like, You Courtney Bell, just oh, based yeah, off yeah, of hearing yeah, your yeah, voice yeah, about yeah, us no, talking. A no dude doubt. had walked past, he was like you Courtney Bill? I he was that. like, yeah. I was like, man, that's crazy. And I think the cameras were rolling, but I, I don't think I got. Hopefully, the we got that. That'll be hard. We yeah, that would be footage. Juan probably got it, but I didn't get it in the in the, in the uh, little section that I got. But th- that was just powerful, man. It's just it, it's powerful to have you back on the show, man. I know it's so much that took place, so much that took place in my life uh, oh. since the last time we all had been on. I know the last time we did an episode, it was just y'all two, mm-hmm. but now we all back together, man. But um, what would you just uh? What would you? How would you say your life has changed since since the last episode? Um, I've shared it a lot, bro. Um, I'm starting to come into the realization of who and what I really am. Um, beyond spirituality, beyond what my two eyes see, you feel me? Like I feel like I'm really growing into my manhood now. Mm. Uh, I've been really practicing my mindfulness and my awareness has like grown through the roof. You feel me? My emotional intelligence has grown through the roof. Um. My discipline and my willpower and like I've been growing as of recently into um, a high level of self-love with myself. You feel me? Because, you know, every time I get on here, I'm talking about childhood traumas and Mm -hmm. habits and all of that. But it's like I've really been living in that space. You feel me? And growing through the uncomfortable growth. Like that's where I'm at right now. Like I'm in an uncomfortable space of growth. Mm -hmm. No doubt. And I saw you put up a post on your Instagram story just about that, like how people just they don't be ready to face they they traumas, face their ills and stuff. You know, we 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 medicate and we sedate ourselves with different things like that. But uh, what would you say is like the the, the thing that kind of sticks with you? Because I know you shared a lot, you shared a lot of vices, you shared a lot of different things. But what's like you know a vice or something that that, that constantly sticks with you that helps you make through like those tough times that you haven't like learned to shake yet? Drinking, yeah. Drinking has most definitely been something that I'm getting a hold of now. Like, I've been five months sober, mm. you feel me? And just navigating through life sober has been a whole nother level of emotional intelligence for me because it's like, this life shit is crazy, for real. And going through so many deaths, going through spiritual growths and transformations and 
healing at a high level. Like, you know, to go through this shit sober is a motherfucker for real. So one of the vices that I'm walking away from is drinking. And um, what has helped me do that is, shit, catching a DUI. Not mm-hmm. realizing my importance to the culture. Not realizing how important my life is to shit, just my family, even before the social media and before the world. Like, you feel me? Like, it took for me to catch two DUIs, being away from society, for me to, for the spirit to really sit me down and know that, like, nigga, your path is 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 different. Your calling is higher. Like, certain shit people can do. Like, you're not one of them people. You know what I'm saying? And knowing that my path is higher, you feel me? My calling is higher. You feel me? I got to step up to that. And I've been running from that. Do you feel like you was moving fast before the DUIs? Hey. Um, I wasn't just moving fast. I felt like I was moving reckless. Mm-hmm. Um, I was being very impulsive. Um, going through my grandma's death first was what, like, reality didn't hit that she was gone until I caught the DUI, and I had to be sober. Because from the moment I found out up until I caught the DUI, I was drinking. I was drinking every single day to numb that, like, to stop myself from dealing with that reality. Feel what I'm saying? So getting to this space now, being where I am, um, which I'm thankful for, you know, losing my me and my team lost our little brother. You feel me? Yeah. And I caught my second DUI right before he passed. And I didn't get it because it was like, damn, I was just going to the store to grab something and like I wasn't speeding, I wasn't doing nothing wrong. Like I wasn't like drunk, you feel me? I was buzzed for sure. And I got pulled over, and I didn't get why it happened. Like, I was mad at myself, real disappointed in myself. And shit, when Lil Bro died, it made the most sense because I know I would have been drinking. Regardless to how much I've grown spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, death is something different for me. Like, I take death different. So the fact that I wasn't able to drink, like, when that shit clicked in, it was like, damn, thank you, spirit. I get it. I Mm. fully get it now. You feel what I'm saying? So... That shit has been a journey, mm. for sure. Sobriety has been a journey. Not not medicating at all, dealing with everything head on, dealing with everything sober and in the right mind, you feel me? Because I feel like when we self-medicate, bro, we ain't doing nothing but prolonging the healing journey and prolonging the, the process of acceptance because once acceptance comes, with, with whatever the situation is, everything after that is easy, at least for me. Once I accept that this is the reality and this is true and I'm in the right mind, I can start the process of healing. I can put one foot in front of the other and figure out this new reality from from that vantage point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I'll be um I'll be thinking about my vices, man. And and sometimes it should be feeling like it's unbeatable, insurmountable, man. Feeling like this shit ain't never gonna end. Then it make you feel like, why did I start in the first place? Like as a little kid, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, I wish I could go back in time and just like not do this shit, not get bit by this shit. That's that's kind of what makes me like so like uh cautious or just like paranoid about a lot of shit trying shit because it's just like know. damn i tried that shit now look at me this far in like it fucked up <laughs> no, my life imagine sure. what else no, i try sure. and, sure. and i look down the line and just be like damn i should have never did that shit yeah. but then life is also about exploration man but like that shit be tough like what, what do you feel like is is one of your triggers with that like you know something that like triggers you to want to do outside of just like you know traumatic things but like yeah. even in like a good setting <clears throat> or maybe like you happy or something like something that just um, triggers you celebrating something um, something happening that benefits myself and my team, like that's something where I'd be like, oh man, let's pop a bottle, like let's let's drink and let's go let's go up. And what what I learned through that space is like a lot of the vices that we have picked up is just voids that were left unfulfilled from our childhood. Mm-hmm. 
You feel me? So and just being aware of subconscious behavior. You feel me? Like as a as a child, I watched my mama pick the bottle up when life wasn't going the way that she planned for it to go. And I hated the fact that my mama drank. I hated the I hated that shit so much that bro, I didn't start drinking till I was mm. like 23, 24. Because like I had that much of like a hate for what drinking did to my mother and what it what it did to my father. And you feel me? And both of them still actively battle with that. So it's like, you know, that's part of my motivation on on me being the example for them. You feel what I'm saying? To show that I can do this shit sober. I can do life sober. I don't need a drink. You feel what I'm saying? Because it's like niggas get together for funerals. Niggas will find a reason to drink. Man, <clears throat> you ain't lying, nigga. Like, I don't know when that be. I don't, well, to me, it's been big. But, like, growing up, we, I ain't never, like, drinking funerals mm-hmm. and shit like that. But, like, nah, it's like that's a big thing. That's I mean, it was, it, But it was always was, but it was more liquor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when not everybody just drinking away and I just feel like, you know, yeah, you know, you don't want to drink too much, you know what I'm saying? You know, take a little sip or something, but we just be No, yeah, niggas going yeah. niggas going to go up. And like that's that's another thing that scared me. Um and I'm happy like practicing sobriety been something that's been on my forefront because you feel me no shade to my parents or to family members or close homeboys like I finally got it like getting sober like damn, why do we drink till we black out? Like, what is the point of drinking to the point where you have no control over what's going on? Like, that's scary to me. I feel like I, I feel like I do know why we do that though. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, cause you just you was you was just talking. I was thinking, a lot of us can't get out get out of our head. One, you know, I feel like that's really what it comes to. Like, like you said, some vices we have, we can't beat because we just can't get out of our head. You know what I'm saying? And also, we be ashamed of a lot of things we did do. Oh, for sure. So it just be more of just thinking like, damn, I did this, damn, I did that. You know that shit happened years ago. You still, still think living in that moment. You still living in that moment. Also, you think about somebody find out about that moment. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of shit that that really fucks up with our head. So like, how the hell you get out your head? Um, meditation helped me the most, mm. and journaling. Like, I freehand write every rising when I get up. I don't know what I'm gonna write about. I just open my journal, bro, and just let my hand go. And it's been times, like, through practicing that method that, nigga, I start writing about some shit that happened when I was seven. Like, damn, why did this happen when woo 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 Where was my mom at? Mm. Where was my daddy at? Mm. And you feel me? You will start to unlock the gates to your subconscious mind when you just allow your hand to move. Mm. You feel me? So that helped me. Meditating helped me. Um, and just guarding my gates, bro. Like, I'm in a space right now in my life with practicing sobriety that is like, Nigga, I'm guarding everything with my whole diet. What I watch, who I listen to, who I communicate with, what music I'm listening to. Guarding all of that shit, bro, because all that shit influences the subconscious mind at the end of the day. <sighs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Like man. a motherfucker. Like, it really influences our subconscious mind. So, it like, do. I've been aware of that. Like, that's where I'm at in my life. Like, nigga, I want to tap into my subconscious gates. You feel me? Because I feel like that's the cheat code to life. Mm. You feel me? Because everything in the subconscious gate is all automatic. Yeah, I feel like you still like detached from the world. Like you on Instagram, but I can still feel like the detachment. Like, yeah. like you got. I see like you kind of control that. You like you really controlling what you putting and you controlling on what we see. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see you more posting, you working out, and like you not going too overboard. Like not too overboard, but like you not going too deep with it. You just keeping it simple, mm-hmm. and just you know, hey, let y'all see this and see that. But I'm still like detached from the world. You know, yeah. I'm still in, I'm still watching what I post. Still, like I can see that I could be wrong, but that's what I like. I no, see for sure, and I feel like that's been something that's like been a downfall for me as well because like so many people know me for my intellect more than my music, 
And mm. that's a beautiful thing. I'd rather be known for my intellect, my spirit, and my characteristics as a man before what I can say with a pen. So it's like this time around, like the reason why I said that it was my downfall was because like so many people know I can rap. Like they know I can rap at a very elite level, but they don't know Courtney. Mm. They don't know me behind the camera fully. You feel me? Only niggas that that know, like one of them, like if you know, you know type of thing. Like you know my background. You know what I've been through. You know why I'm respected in the street. You know why yeah. the conscious community respect me. You know why the vegan or spirituality yeah. circles or the psychedelic community respects me because I really put the work in in each of those fields. Mm. You feel? He really, I'm one of them niggas. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about it, like you know how we met. You remember meet me? No. Or we met at L.A. Finish. Hell yeah, hell you yeah. Remember that LA fit? Yeah, no I doubt, remember, no doubt. I remember just walking up to him like, bro, yo shit hard. This is the time. I just knew you for freestyling. Mm-hmm. I used to freestyle off so many beats. I remember one time you was in New York. You just rapping off New York beats and, and stuff like that. And I just remember like, dog, you, you know, you cold. But you was working out back then. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But like, man, bro, that your journey. Like, I want to talk about your music journey for a quick second. Like, no bro, how, 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 how has it been? Like, like, how are you keeping yourself, like, up during this whole music journey? Because a lot of us, we start something and we quit. But you, you continue to keep going and keep going. Like, how did you keep yourself keep going? How did you keep yourself to keep going in, in the music journey? Um, losing so many people and not getting to the space in life where I view myself being that to take care of them. That's mm. been um, my biggest motivation. But, like, you know, every time... I, I said to my manager, I said to my brother, like, bro, every time we're about to go to the next level, I lose somebody. I gain somebody, but I lose somebody. So it's like my biggest motivation has been, like, losing my people, you feel me, and not being able to take care of them, not being able to feed them based off this gift that I've been given. And it's like, you feel me, I can be vulnerable, bro, like, even through my spiritual growth, my consciousness um, expanding and all of that shit. Like, bro, I've been two feet in the street my whole life. You feel what I'm saying? And really coming from the block in a real way. Like, even when I was in the spiritual community, first climbing up and getting to know the knowledge itself and all of that shit, like, bro, I was still in the streets. So it was like, I've never been two feet in music. You feel me? So it's like, it may look like, damn, bro, doing this thing, damn, bro, consistent, but it's like behind closed doors, me and my team know that, you feel me, I only been giving this shit 50%. And with me giving it 50%, like, I'm responsible for a lot of miles, bro. Just with my gift alone, Mm -hmm. not even just talking about the money I accumulated from hustling and everything that came with the lifestyle that I was living. It was more so now, like, bro, I've been half-assing in this space, and this is risk-free. You you feel me? I don't got to worry about looking over my back. I don't got to worry about the police. I don't got to worry about a nigga killing me, robbing me, going to jail, or none of that. Doing the gift that I, using the gifts that I've been blessed with musically. You feel me? So it's like now I'm in a space to where... I'm both feet in. And I've been like this for a little while now, but like I'm both feet in the music now. And I've been seeing the benefits, even though I haven't even started being consistent yet. I feel like one of the things that I battled with was was inconsistency, one, and just trusting myself and trusting my gut and believing in, believing in myself because like I allowed the culture or I allowed the climate of the game to shape who I was because I was still figuring myself out as a, as a, as a boy, you feel mm-hmm. me? Like I'm just now stepping into my manhood. Just like I told you, I'm me practicing everything that I'm practicing with myself, with my mindfulness, awareness, my emotional intelligence is growing. Like with all of those things growing now, you feel me? My, my knowing of my gifts, my knowing of who I am, what I am, you feel me? Really having a high level of knowledge of self is, is, is what's carrying me now. You feel what I'm saying? And, 
doing what's right. You feel me? And moving the right way as a man. No doubt. What do you feel like separates the boys from the men? Because that's a deep statement. And that's something that I've been <clears throat> thinking about as well, too. Like, I feel like this last year, I feel like I grew like 10 years of my life. I felt like I aged like 10 years, man. No doubt. Like, just going through it, like losing my mind, going in and out of it. Just like really just breaking like um, <clears throat> images, man. Like, I, I really thought I was just like a super calm person. You know, I never had like an episode or like a breakdown only to like, you know, have a breakdown in my apartment. I'm just in there losing. I got to call my family to come, you know, see about me because I'm just like going through it. You know what I'm saying? I'm calling Spank on the phone every week. You know what I'm saying? Shit, just like going through it, bro. I'm hitting your line, asking for advice and shit like mm -hmm. that. Like, what do you feel like, you know, is at a certain point in your life that it's like, damn, this is some man shit right here. Like, yeah. this ain't no little boy shit. Like, this is like, because everybody can't do this shit because I'd had those moments. Um. My level of self-love increasing with myself and with my level of self-love increasing, you feel me? I was able to, one, be at one with myself, and that increased my emotional intelligence. So I feel like what separates the boys from the men is how you respond to life emotionally, how you respond to situations emotionally, you feel me? And just, shit, bro, what come with being a man is being honest, you feel me? Being oh, integral, mm. being moral. You, I mean, not not... Not, not being moral, but having a morale about yourself. Yeah. You, you, you feel me? Doing the right thing behind closed doors when ain't nobody but you in spirit. Like, I feel like that's what separate the boys from the men. You feel what I'm saying? And how you how you treat your woman mm. on some real shit. Because you, you feel me? It's been conversations yeah. going on with, like, niggas that be faithful to their niggas and love their niggas, but a cheat on their girl. Mm. And it's like, you feel me? No shade to nobody, you feel me? But I've always been that type of nigga. Like, I look at niggas different. If you treating me a certain way, but you dogging your girl, but I also know that traumas is real. Mm -hmm. I also know that a lot of us grew up in single parent households. So it's like those, those issues that we grew up with, nigga, turn over into our, our teenage years mm -hmm. where we, you don't have a conscience and you just doing this shit and don't give a fuck. Some niggas get older and just don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You can see that a lot of niggas get older, but I don't give a fuck. Nah, like, and really don't care. So it's like, nigga, the biggest thing I be thankful for, bro, is like my consciousness. Like, I can't do no hoe shit, bro, because I can't sleep with myself at night. Mm. You feel me? I can't do you wrong. You feel me? Even if you never found out or I, I know you ain't going to find out and it's a money player or this whatever. Like, nigga, I've always had a consciousness about myself. Like, bro, I ain't, ain't going to do no hoe ass shit because I ain't no hoe ass nigga. Mm. You feel me? I'm a solid stand up nigga. Like, if I, if I give you my word, my word is my balls. That's all I got. You feel what I'm saying? So, like, that type of shit separate the boys from the men, bro. How we communicate with each other. You feel me? Our level of comprehension. Nigga, my biggest thing is emotional intelligence, bro, because how we respond to shit is what separate the boys from the men, bro. Because a boy yeah. would be impulsive for mm -hmm. how he respond Just to like shit. That, yeah. A man yeah. to see it, uh, yeah. understand it. You feel me? Yeah. And to get your perspective and to take accountability. Mm. You feel me? And won't blame you for you coming at me how you coming at me. You feel me? Because we always raised different. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, that's what that's what I've been learning. And that shit is hard, bro. Learning how to lead energy and not match it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That definitely is. Um, man, man, daughter dog. I, principal I work with, bro. He cold. He always giving me some some jewels. The thing he gave me yesterday was uh man was put on this earth to compromise. Mm. Says being a leader, you gotta learn how to compromise. You have to learn how to compromise. You just gotta learn how to compromise, man. You just gotta learn how to hold the tongue and mm -hmm. okay, you know, try to fix things and yeah. 
you know, but still make sure, you know, it, it, it fits to your your standards. Yeah. It's but, still tasteful. Yeah. It's still respectful. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Because I'm just about to, me personally, and this is where, where I am now, like I'm learning how to diffuse so many situations, right? But I'm not perfect. Some days be better than others. You might catch me on the wrong day and I'm going to blow your shit up. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. you might catch me on the day where I'm on my shit and it's like, I get it. You feel me? I apologize. Like, even if I didn't do anything wrong, like, you feel me? But like, that's that's a journey within itself, bro. Like, no cap. Like, that's been one of my biggest journeys, bro. Leading energy and not matching it. And it be, it's different when we're dealing with our women. Because mm. our women is ruled by emotion. They're ruled by intuition. You feel what I'm saying? And our, our gift is logic. Mm-hmm. What makes sense? Up, down, left, right. Like, so like, learning how to communicate with the women in my life has been one of my biggest biggest jobs, you feel me? And it's been showing me how to communicate with everybody else. If you can learn yeah. how to communicate with your woman, bro, That's and cool. really have comprehension with her, emotions to the side, all of that shit, if you can learn how to communicate with your woman, bro, nigga, the world is easy to conquer. Man, my man mm-hmm. just said that on the way here. Mm-hmm. He said, once you learn how to communicate with your woman, bro, you could take criticism, everything else from the, the whole world. Everything else is easy everything after that, bro. Yeah. Everything else is easy after that. And I feel like what we fall short as men is our accountability. Feel me? It'd be hard for somebody. Well, it depends on how you grew up because we were just talking about that off camera, bro. You yeah. feel me? like it depends on how you was grow up. I can take con- constructive criticism with no problem as well. Right. You feel me? But I can also dish it the same way, whether it's raw, it's unapologetic, and it's like, nigga, the biggest thing I've learned is women soak in knowledge and wisdom or what you're saying to them different. Mm-hmm. Feel me? So sometimes, nigga, the pride and ego will get in the way with how we communicate with our women because you don't want to feel less than a man. You don't want to feel like you compromising. You don't want to feel like, all right, she got the upper hand and she knows she got the upper hand because, nigga, our women is so powerful that they don't know how powerful they are. And that's dangerous. You feel me? Like, that's high-level sorcery to me, Man, I think they do know how powerful they are. No, that's what I meant to say. Like, they know how powerful they are to the point to where it's like, nigga, they unconscious about how powerful they are, bro. And that's some dangerous shit to me. So, like, nigga, you learn how to master that. You learn how to not even tame. You learn how to water and grow. Pride and ego aside, because, like, nigga, that's been something that I've been growing through, too. My pride and my ego when mm. it comes to somebody telling me about myself. Because it's it's two ways when it's coming from your homeboys and when it's coming from your woman. Mm. You feel yeah, because I could take shit from my homeboys. Yeah, niggas know, can take yeah. that. Niggas can take that. But when it comes from your woman and we, we having these deep conversations, majority of the time, your woman is not going to take accountability before you because you you ruled in logic. Yeah. Your woman is emotion. She's going to be validated in what the fuck she feel, bro. And a lot of the time, she's not going to think about yeah. how you feel. And that can be, oh my God. Yeah. And it take a strong man Cheers. to see past that. Yeah, it does. You feel me? And see her intentions. Mm-hmm. And know that regardless of the fact of what we're going through, her intentions is pure with what we're communicating about. Mm-hmm. Even if she get frustrated, even if she get flabbergasted and get to tripping and tweaking out and all of that shit like nigga it takes a strong man to be able to communicate with the woman that's ruling and moving in her chaotic energy mm. you feel me because we are naturally chaotic so it's like nigga the deal to to be able to tame that and can and not even control that but flow with it mm. and lead that you a dangerous nigga bro mm. you a dangerous nigga no cap i think uh Last week, we all feel like, well, this is this, uh, me and my homeboys talking about, we feel like the best, like, prototype guy or the guy that really motivated us to be like leaders and men was Ghost from Power. Oh, man, that's that's crazy. Break that down. Well, just how cold that nigga was. I mean, he had the money, he had the clubs, he had the suits, he had the women, but he also could communicate. You feel me? He could really could communicate what he's saying. He was very intellectual. 
and he 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 kill he a snap, but he also will be, you know, gentle and gentle loving, and gentle yeah, loving at yeah, the same time. You know what I'm saying? But niggas do did know like, oh shit, that's ghost. Like niggas feared him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because they know he can get like that, but also people loved him because he's a gentle giant. He's, he's a gentle giant. So it's like, damn, it's like ah, uh, we just talking about how you know we try to look. Push ourselves to be like Ghost. Me and the homeboy just talking about that. Me and my boy T.Y. just like, you know, this, this, this Ghost, Ghost was just, that nigga was cold. We just saying like how he was as a man. Like, mm-hmm. damn, it's like, if you could follow anybody who would be like, damn, Ghost. You know, you know, it's a character, but like this, I could see why so many men fell in love with him. Like my father, man, my father loved Ghost. Mm-hmm. Like, like, my you pops know. do too. Yeah, just because really he's an image that we all kind of wanted to be. Mm-hmm. You know, a successful black man, that you know, that has a family, lives in a... Uh, a penthouse, you know what I'm saying? Working with the whites, working with the blacks, low key still in the streets. Cause every every nigga, every black man wants some type of dope money, you know, or at least fast money. You know what I'm saying? Fast Just, money, yeah. For sure. No, <laughs> not everybody. <laughs> not everybody. <laughs> like nah, brother. Not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody. Or, oh, that's why I said the fast money, the least yeah, the yeah, fast, fast money. money. Yeah, yeah, fast money for sure. Or, or no, sure. or at least be respected by the streets. You know, Facts, you right. know what I'm saying. Yeah, everybody yeah, do want to yeah, be respected yeah. by the streets. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. that's what I was like. Like, ghost was really everything I want. But that's the scary part to this shit, bro. Like. The times of how we grew up and where the streets is at now, like, I don't give a fuck about being respected by the yeah, streets, bro. Yeah. Because what is that respect worth? Mm, at the end shit. of the day, at a point in time growing up, having respect by the streets and moving with a certain code that came with the streets, that respect was worth more than money. It was. You feel me? Because you can get certain shit off your face card. Like, yeah. certain niggas mm-hmm. will vouch for you. Niggas yeah. will move for you. Niggas will shoot and kill and yeah. I die about you. Nah, it's like, bro, these niggas is telling out here, like... Mm. The culture is different now, you feel me? Even the shit that we validate for our people is totally different now, you feel what I'm saying? So it's like, nigga, I don't give a fuck about being respected by the streets. I done been there and done that in a Mm. real way. So it's Mm. like, and I got that respect. Mm. So it's like, you know, that's a beautiful thing because as a young nigga, like, you you grew up seeking that, you feel me? We grew up in the streets, you feel me? We grew up having real big homies that controlled the block, that controlled our section and stuff like that and wanted to be like them. Never wanted to have a nine to five. Like, I was never one of those type of kids. Like, I'm gonna grow up and I'm gonna be a firefighter. You probably never thought of that shit. Hell no, bro. I grew up like... Nigga, my daddy was one of the biggest dope dealers in my in my neighborhood. You feel me? My uncle was a kingpin. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's like I grew up around money, bro. Like real money too. Not just like you got certain niggas that grow up and you know they daddy move a couple eight balls, move a couple bigs. Like you feel me? Like that's mm-hmm. some shit. Now yeah. no shade to that, but like nigga, a nigga really grew up around real generals, real guys, which is mm-hmm. why you feel me, my 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 moral and my code and ethic with how I move as just as a man. That's why I move like that because I was raised by a generation that doesn't really exist no more. And niggas don't, they either dead, locked up, or they not saying nothing to these young niggas because these young guys, you feel me, the young gods is different now. Mm. You feel me? Like at 14 years old, bro, I wanted to be a kid, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Like at 13, like I wanted to be a kid. Nigga, I was outside riding my bike. I was chasing at the girls. Like these young niggas got ops now. 14 year olds got ops. Mm. Yeah. 13 yeah. year olds got ops. Like they getting their hands on switches. Mm. Yeah, Like, yeah. You, you feel me? They robbing. They carjacking at 14. And, and, and granted, every generation had they crazy. Because no, I was about to say, nigga, our generation niggas for sure was robbing no, at 14. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Carjacking. Snatching glasses and shit like that. Yeah, oh, like, yeah that was, t- man, nigga. But it was car, different though. Like, bro, we was ganged yeah. up. Like, we was RTM. We was yeah, PIF. Yeah, yeah. We was you had TMC. TMC. COE. Yeah. Like you had YFN. Like yeah, certain gangs like that that like niggas ran with. Like now, like 
and we was fighting, bro. Like we didn't really yeah. start shooting until Red like when wings. our people got hit, bro. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Long yeah. live Joffy, you feel me? Like yeah. that shit. That was a crazy like that. that was a crazy ass little era. No, that, that was, was a crazy ass era. That bro. was from like 2011, no, 2010 to about 2014, 15. I didn't say earlier than that, bro, because I can remember I went to Cody. So it was like, bro, I remember I'll probably say I've been in the hood my whole life. I went to two schools on the east side, but outside of that, I've been in the hood, bro. I'll probably say that shit started for us on our side, probably like around like 2007. 2006, Damn. like Gucci Man era, like when niggas was started to get heavy on Gucci. Yeah, because around that era, around that time, that's when the Al Woos, National Al Woos, yeah. and Cardi's kind of like. Jumping niggas at bus stops yeah, yeah, and that, shit man. like that. Like, mm. we was on that type of time. For bro, sure. How the fuck you survived that shit? Um, shit, bro. I feel like this shit got to be in you, not on you, bro. You feel me? And just like I said, I was raised by generals, I was raised by wolves, bro. So I never had a sheep mindset. Mm. I've always had a mindset of eat or get ate. And I'm doing the eating. No cat. I ain't I ain't I ain't about to let no nigga play with me, bro. Regard but I always also had like spirituality about myself. Even as a young nigga, bro, I've always been wise. You feel me? I've always been intellectual. I've always been spiritually connected to the creator at the same time. So it's like it's certain shit that my homies would do that like nigga, my heart wouldn't let me do. You feel me? I couldn't rob nobody, bro. I couldn't steal from nobody, mm. but I've never been a thief. I've never mm. been a robber. I've never been one of those things, but I grew up with certain guys that was like that, that, you feel me, they upbringing was different. Like, you feel me? Like, I didn't have to go out on the block and hustle, bro. I chose to do it. You feel me? And that shit changed my life for mm. the better at the end of the day. You mm. feel me? Because, like, it built my my mindset as a as a young one to be an entrepreneur, even though with what we were doing and what we were taught was wrong. It molded me when I gained uh, the intelligence on how to move money, how to handle money, how to watch niggas, how to move when I'm out here. Like, I learned a lot from being young and being put put in certain environments, you feel me? So how I got out of it, bro, was shit just being solid, bro, and trusting my gut, you feel me? Having discernment mm-hmm. when knowing when to get away, knowing when not to go places, not even knowing how I knew, but it wasn't nothing but guidance from my ancestors and the creator. Mm-hmm. Feel what I'm saying? Because I done been in situations, bro, like where I know you feel me, I should either be locked up or dead. Mm-hmm. I know that. And it's like every guy that's with me that's on my team, they've experienced every part of Courtney Bell. You feel me? Like my manager, like me and bro been locked in since he was 16, probably earlier than that, like 15. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And it's like the first time me and him met, why me and him so close, bro, we almost got into a shootout. With and each other? No, oh. hell no, hell no, hell no. Not not with each other, but this was during the time when like niggas was doing hotel parties and oh, yeah. you show up to a hotel party with the about red, ten niggas and red roof in. Yeah, 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 the red, red roof, roof in. in. You feel oh, me? The Hawthorne. The Hawthorne in Southfield. Yeah, bro, I, yeah. I ain't go to none of them. <laughs> yeah, he'd have been through some things. No, I ain't go to them bitches. My mama wouldn't let me go. My mama and daddy ain't play that shit. Yeah, bro. So like we was young into that, bro. And it's like, like I said, like every guy that's been around me, they've they've witnessed my growth. They've seen Kid LC, they've seen God Body LC, you mm. feel me? They've seen Courtney, you feel me? They've seen every part of me, and we've been in real-life situations together, so it's like, that's why me and my team is so tight. Mm. That's why we so locked in, because it's like, you feel me, with just with my manager alone, like, he was the only one out of everybody that I was with, because we got into it with some, I think it was with some TMC niggas, I think. That's definitely, if y'all was out in the yeah. Southfield. No, 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 I think we was in Dearborn. We was in Dearborn, mm-hmm. you feel me? And... We got into it with them at the at the party because uh, a shorty 
invited them to it. I ended up pulling up because I was catching a swerve at this time. I was probably like 17, 18. I was probably about 18, 17, 18, somewhere around that time. Like, during that era of my life, like, I was burnt out, bro. Like, mm. I didn't care. Like, I'm mm. popping off. I'm shooting. I'm doing whatever at that time. And you feel me? We end up getting into it with the niggas. And I'm going to fight before I ever pull a gun, bro. I've always been raised like that. Like, I've never been trigger happy. None mm. of that. Like, I've always been you a person. Like, oh, blow this bitch. You know, nigga yeah, nah. Like, I ain't going to talk, bro. <laughs> like, if it's, if it's really like that and I know it's going there. Then it ain't nothing to talk about, bro. I'ma see who really about it. You feel me? When guns get drawn or when hands get thrown out, that's what separate boys from the men, bro. You feel me? Because I grew up, mm. I grew up with my brothers to where it's like, bro, you don't talk, bro. If you know it's about to go there, bro, you pop off. You feel me? And whatever come with that, you feel me? You got to be prepared for what come with that too. If you gonna do that, if you are gonna be the first person that's gonna pop off. So during that situation, it was one of those situations where it it was at the point of no return. You feel me? Like, niggas running to their cars. I'm standing there like, bro, I scrap with y'all niggas. I don't, I don't care about y'all going in the car. I got grab y'all guns. Like, I got shit in my car, too. But once I seen it was up like that, I ran to my car. Bro ran to the car right behind me. Out of all of the niggas that we was with, he was the only nigga that ran to the car with me. Like, bro, what's up? You feel me? And from that moment on, like, it was like, damn, bro. I look at you totally different. Damn. So like, so, like, me and bro got real stories together, and shit, everybody on my team, we got real stories to where we didn't been in real situations together, mm. where didn't nobody fold. Niggas stood on business, and you feel me? That helped us grow together. You feel me? We be we went from boys to men together, for real. And it's like, that's that's hard to come by with music, with business, with any of that. You feel me? Mm. We ain't never snaked each other. We ain't never lied to each other. We ain't never did no whole shit to each other. None of that, you feel me? And yeah. that's and that's something that's hard to come by. So I cherish that. Like I cherish my brothers. I cherish my team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was I was definitely shocked to see Ray as your manager. Like I ain't know Ray for for doing like managing. I made him manage me, bro. Like mm-hmm. I ain't bro, Ray, you know, me and Ray went to high school together. Like no doubt. we played linebacker. Nigga, I ain't wanna get smacked by this nigga <laughs> going across the field. <laughs> bro. Like, you feel me? But like even when you said that, like I'm not shocked. Like he always been like a a physical nigga like you get on that Ray gonna beat your ass oh, you feel sure. me like so like I ain't surprised but like I'm happy that you know you got a real person behind you you know what I'm saying like, and I seen it as a young I, I seen it as a cause I'm two and a half years older than him so like I seen it me being wise beyond my years bro like I seen it when we was young like bro been trying to get to me bro since he was young you feel me cause mm-hmm. I had a at they were still in high school I had just graduated you feel me I had a couple guys that was doing their thing for me you feel me and it was that. Like, he'll always try to figure out, like, bro, who you getting this from? Like, connect me with your guy. Connect me with your guy. So when we, when that situation popped off in the hotel, you feel me how it popped off? Nigga, we've been like this ever since then. And we separated for a few years. You feel me? Probably like three years after that happened. We talked every blue moon. But then he hit me one day and was like, look, bro, like, I'm I'm down there at a turning point in my life, bro, and I've been watching you. Like, I want to be down, bro, with what you're doing. And at first it was like, all right, all right, bro, for sure. I'm going to hit you. Like, I'm young. I'm I'm still on that at this mm-hmm. time. And nigga, the spirit came to me, like, bring him in. And ever since then, like, he was just my ex-man. He was like, bro, whatever we needed to do, like, this was my partner at the time. Like, this my nigga. Like, bro, we doing everything. We going in on videos together. We going in on marketing together. Like, you feel me? He breaking bread. And that's what showed me that he was serious about doing the music with me. He believed in me more than I believed in myself. And it's still like that to this day. You feel what I'm saying? Like, 
I'm a star in bro's eyes. You feel me? And I'm learning now at the stage that I'm at now to where like I'm becoming aware of myself. I'm becoming aware of the power that I have, how people view me. You feel me? Because all the way up to this point, bro, I've been moving like a regular nigga behind closed doors for real. Still being in the hood, still maneuvering around, still rocking with certain niggas. And you know what I'm saying? And it's like I haven't taken the music space serious. Like mm. I've been here in this space streetwise and spiritually my whole life this has been more important than the music has so like i'm at a space now to where it's like i know i got something to say bro i know i have something to give to the world and it's going to shift the collective consciousness it's not just going to shift the culture of hip-hop is it's it's beyond music with me and it's like i'm thankful for the duis i'm thankful for the people i lost i'm thankful for the niggas i fell out with i'm thankful for a lot of the situations that i've been in because it it's made me become one who i'm becoming and it's preparing me for what's to come mm. you feel me on a higher level i know like i said it's gonna be beyond music for me bro so going through all of these things and coming to the awareness of like bro you really that nigga and you really been sleeping on yourself you feel me? You really been looking at yourself like you regular and everybody view you as the God, bro. Facts. Everybody values your discipline. Everybody values your willpower, your intellect, how you carry yourself. You feel me? The balance of spirituality and still being a street nigga and not being a cornball. You mm. feel me? No shade to the brothers that's on a conscious tip and that's just all they own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Real yeah. shit, bro. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, bro. it ain't. No, it ain't. It ain't. But, I get what you said. But, but you feel me? It's just like you said, bro. Everybody thirsts for the fast money. Everybody yeah, yeah. yearn to be respected by the streets and all of that, bro. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I got all of that. You feel me? You ghost, and, nigga. Yeah, nah, for real. Like, <laughs> for real. Ghost with fucking discipline. That nigga's everything, bro. Yeah, what no the doubt. fuck? Nigga ghost. No doubt, bro. bro and for real. This nigga ghost. I, 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 nigga ghost. You said something. Me and Amari talked about it last week about is hip hop dead? Do you believe hip hop is dead? Um, I feel like everything is in cycles, right? Life is in cycles. We go through cycles, like. And what I mean by that is like just on a on a from the earth standpoint, like we got the golden age, the silver age, the bronze age, and the dead age. We have to go through those cycles. So the golden age is where we were aware that we were gods. We didn't serve anything outside of ourselves. We knew we were a part of the creator. We didn't need anything external to prove that, right? And then as consciousness started to dwindle, now you got the Silver Age. Now with the Silver Age, we're still aware of who we are, but now we have to do rituals. We have to perform certain things in order to tap into the spirit realm. And then you got the Bronze and the Dead Age to where it was just like, niggas, just zombies. We're not aware mm -hmm. of who we are. We don't know our ethnicity. We don't know where we come from. You feel what I'm saying? And um, I feel like that's where we at in hip-hop. I feel like... The origin of it was the golden age, the golden era, the 80s and the 90s before the gangster rap and all of that shit came in and we started to poison our people. You feel me? Hip hop started on, we were the spokesmen for our neighborhoods. You feel what I'm saying? Niggas didn't have to watch the news. Hip hop told you what was going on outside. You feel what I'm saying? So I feel like we're at the space of the bronze and the dead age because Granted, people love to hear party music. Niggas love to turn up. Niggas love certain vibes, but niggas is getting tired of that shit. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And I feel like the music, it's always been vulgar to a to a certain extent. It's always been sexual music. Music has always been sexualized in certain um, demographics of hip-hop, right? But it's like now, like, it's not many rappers that's, like, speaking that shit. 
and that's doing it in a cool way. That's making consciousness look cool. That's making being a rapper and actually saying something a thing. Like everybody mm. not even really writing no more. And that's the cool thing because Jay-Z do it or because Lil Wayne don't write. But like mm. these niggas is like at a very elite level mentally. Yeah, they that's, already did the work. Yeah, yeah, they already did the work. So it's like I don't feel like hip hop is dead. I just feel like hip hop is shit. And so from this experience that we having with it right now, you feel me? And I feel like we we about to go back to Real rap niggas want to hear real stories. Like niggas want to hear what you got to say. Niggas want to be taught something, whether niggas say it or not. Niggas want to be led, bro. Mm. And it's like that's a that's a heaviest to head that wear the crown, bro. Mm. Like mm. that's a that's a task within itself because niggas don't want to be responsible for nobody but themselves. You mm. feel me? And I feel like if you sign up for music, bro, you signing up for something that's bigger than yourself because eighty five percent of our population is sheep minded. At the end of the day, you feel me? They want to be led. They going to be influenced. They going to do whatever the next person is doing. Monkey see, monkey do. You feel me? So it's like, nigga, knowing that I got this gift, bro, which is why, like, I never, I didn't make street music. You feel me? Being young and everything that came with that shit. But it's like, as I grew older and became aware of my words and how niggas hold what I was saying to heart, it's like, nigga, you better be careful with what you're saying, bro, because the 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 simple mind and no disrespect to that, but the simple mind is not going to research what you're telling them. They're going to listen to what you say and take it for face value, and they're not going to do the research for themselves. So it's like for me, being in a position that I'm in, in a position that I'm going to be in, bro, my words is golden, bro. I gotta, I have to be aware of everything that I say. You feel mm. what I'm saying? Because I've been in a position of being a young nigga and looking to big homies and being in the streets and all of that. Like, I didn't, I didn't been there. So it was like being where I am now, I wish I had somebody that was – intellectually driven like I am who got willpower and discipline and can show me something different. I wish I had that as a kid. You feel me? So it's like everything is bigger than me now at this point, bro. Like, that's what everybody tell me. Like, bro, mm -hmm. like, you really been the one. You really been it. Like, you Facts. in your own way. Like, you da-da-da-da. And i finally starting to get that shit. You feel me? Like, I've been sleeping on myself for way too long, bro. Mm -hmm. and, and I can't do that no more. Like, mm -hmm. I have to unapologetically be who Courtney Bell is to the world. You feel mm -hmm. me? And and get these niggas something to follow, bro. Because mm. granted, I ain't perfect, but I'm authentic. And I'm cool with that, bro. I ain't perfect. I ain't the nigga that's so spiritually gone that it's like, nigga, I don't still be on the block. I don't still drink. You feel me? I ain't going to hit the weed every blue moon. Like, I, I ain't like that, bro. Like, I, I still might smoke every blue moon. You feel me? I still might do this or do that. And I'd rather be authentic and and showcase that and mm. show my truth and my rawness than be portraying something on social media and behind closed doors I'm doing something else. You mm. feel me? And I'm moving a certain way. And that's been my biggest battle, which is why I say, like, people are aware of Courtney Bell. They're aware of how I good I can rap. They're aware of my intellect. But it's like behind closed doors, bro, I'm a totally, I'm not a totally different person. This is a fat, this, this is a facet of who I am. This mm -hmm. is a piece of me. Yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. what I'm saying? But it's like, who I am in in its totality is like I'm a I'm 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 the God, bro. But I okay. I feel like that's a blessing to 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 like keep that off. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. like people don't really know who you are. I feel like that's what um keeps people interested. Like no, if you no like, doubt. like like we don't really know how Hove is out when when the camera's cut off. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's kind of dope. Like me, I feel good that I kind of do know who you are besides like i feel special in a way like niggas mm -hmm. don't really know who he is but like i do you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like it's only for i feel like that shit is only for a select few of people 
You know what I'm saying? Because sure. everybody can't handle that shit. Yeah. You know what and Ray saying? told me that too. Bro was like, bro, like, it ain't it ain't about like showing everything. Like we gotta be careful with what we show too. You feel what I'm saying? Man, like, I be thinking, yeah, I feel you, bro. Like like bro, we can't show everything, you feel what I'm saying? Because it mm-hmm. is about it ain't I ain't even gonna say it's about being mystique or mm-hmm. being mysterious. Cause like when you try to be that, like the people feel that. Like yeah, when you're trying yeah. to be something, niggas mm-hmm. see through that. You feel me? Like this is just naturally who I am. I've never really fucked with social media for real. Like, you feel me? I built a presence up on there and when I drop or when I see anything, like people Take it in, you feel me? But it's like, bro, I'm a real person offline, bro. Yeah, I mean, I'm a stand up nigga offline, bro. Nigga, bro, I'm saying, bro, I met this nigga at LA Fitness, bro. <laughs> <laughs> For real, bro. And that's all I'm rapping on social media. He was, he was cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. we chopped it up. Nigga, I think I, we probably did a set of bench together. I don't no, know. we did. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we did. Bro, we bench together. I swear to God, bro. Like, that's what was like, oh, your dog cool as hell. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I met him. And I get that all the time. And that's another thing that kind of got me in the space of like starting to become aware of who I am because people put me at such a high level with how they view me because of how I carry myself. And then when they meet me, it's like niggas be scared to say something to me. And it's like, nigga, I'm down to earth. What up, bro? Like, what up, nigga? Peace to the guy. What's your name, bro? Like, you want to work out with a nigga? What's up? You feel me? I'm one of them type of guys. So you feel me? It's a it's a gift and a curse with it. You feel me? Cause like I'm 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 thankful that I'm noble and and I I don't think super highly of myself in a in a in an arrogant manner. You feel me? Cause like that can be toxic as well and that can rub niggas the wrong way. The fact that I'm so down to earth, I'm cool nigga, like and I am that nigga is like, damn, bro, like I really fuck with this nigga. And it's like if you hate me, bro, it's like you hate yourself because I am your reflection at the end of the day. I am a part of you. So if any nigga do hate me, you really hate yourself for real. And mm. I've gotten to a space to where, like, bro, I deal with that type of shit in love, bro. You, you have to. You feel me? Because majority of the jealousy or envy and shit that I personally dealt with is just due to niggas' lack of self-love with themselves, And they see that I'm living in the truth that they're scared to step into. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've just about always been comfortable with myself, but I've been uncomfortable with myself as I was going through my journey spiritually going from Christianity to the Hebrew Israelite teachings and really diving into spirituality with the creator and really learning who we are like through that Hebrew Israelite phase bro that was a scary time for me you feel what I'm saying because like I I I was so open I was so loving I accepted everybody I was open arms to everybody and I didn't get the same love back you feel me? Because everybody felt like just within that form of thinking or thought that like, nigga, this is how we carry ourselves. This is how we move. And it's like, nigga, I ain't no robot, bro. I ain't never mm-hmm. been down for nothing, bro. Like, I ain't no nigga that you gonna play with either, bro. Like, you feel me? And I had to separate guys on the internet mm-hmm. from how guys is in real life or how women are on social media and how they are in real life. Do you that's, be, that's, deep. That, that, that's deep because... um. I was, you know, just about being perfect and then being authentic. I, I trust people who are authentic over like religious people. Like 100. growing up in a, in in religious community, like anybody who like tries to come off perfect, I'm scared of you. Because yeah, you, sure. you do anything to protect your image, man. And you going but, crazy behind closed doors. When the cameras closed, and you close <laughs> that door. Yeah. You going crazy every time. You bro. going crazy. No, in fact, and, and you had put out a tweet about that. You was like, I know some. Um, 
I know some Hebrew brothers who know the Bible better than Christians, but I know some Christians who got better hearts than the Hebrews. Come on, like, bro. and that was deep when you said that because it's just like sometimes we be so focused on having information, having knowledge. And me and Spank talk about this all the time. Just like certain people who have a lot of influence and they like spitting facts, but it's like then, but the way you said it though. Mm-hmm. It's just like it showed me how immature you are and unintelligent you are, even if it's just emotional intelligence. Okay. It's like you you a real wise brother, but damn, you that wise, but you I couldn't even say, say it wise. in the- I wouldn't even say wise, bro. I would say niggas is knowledgeable. Mm, yeah, you're right, you're wise right. and what and what and what comes with wisdom is skill set. Skill set mm-hmm. and how you articulate yourself and how you communicate what it is that you're trying to convey at the end of the day. So I just be feeling like, bro, and it, I ain't even gonna say it ain't no shade because it is what it is. Like. Most niggas just knowledgeable, bro. Mm, yeah. I was knowledgeable at a at a at a point in time in my journey, bro. And all I did was regurgitate what I was learning. You feel me? And I was very judgmental. And I felt like if niggas wasn't Man. on this higher learning, if niggas wasn't on this knowledge itself, nigga, I can't fuck with you. You can't be around mm. me. You can't be. And it's mm. like, bro, how we gonna reach our niggas? You feel? Yeah, me? we crush so many relationships doing that yeah, shit. You yeah, know yeah, what I'm saying, bro? You tarnish a lot of relationships doing that. So growing out of that phase and creating my own relationship with the creator and. Starting my healing journey, becoming aware of my traumas and all of those type of things is what like grew my heart space even more. And I started to not be offended by it, but have compassion for niggas. You feel me? Because like, bro, you moving in an unaware manner, bro. And I know that you don't know. Mm. You feel me? And the fact that I know that you don't know how I handle this situation is what's going to dictate what comes back on a on a from a karmic standpoint. You feel me? And I feel like that's real wisdom. I can see that a nigga is coming at me disrespectful and all of that, even if it's on a spiritual tip and trying to chastise me or whatever. I'm going to come back at you with love, bro. Because that's what you're looking for. You're looking for me to come back and argue with you and da 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 because you got a combative spirit. But it's like, nah, bro, I'm going to come in love. You feel me? And I'm going to come in real love to the point to where you're going to feel stupid about how you came at me. I got a question. You still tapping in with the Bible, though? Hell yeah. No doubt. No doubt. I feel like everything now is like from a from an esoteric and a deep metaphysical standpoint for me. Like I went from seeing um, Christ as uh, uh, the savior to seeing Christ in myself. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And just mm-hmm. being aware of the level of consciousness that he moved in. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like when I like when we was talking about what niggas want to be like and what niggas seem like. The, the heart, the selflessness, you, you feel me? The way that the ascended masters move. And I'm not even just saying Christ. I can be talking about Muhammad. I can be talking about Buddha. I could be talking about all of these different beings, you feel me, that people view as their gods. And I think that they're only ascended beings, ascended masters that were chose to incarnate down here to raise the collective consciousness and to raise our vibration as a people. You feel me? Because they teachings like have stood against the test of time. You feel what I'm saying? So, like, that's how I view damn near all religions for real. Like, I'm in a space with my journey with with life and with spirituality to where it's like, bro, I'm aware that I am a part of the creator. Mm-hmm. The creator is is experiencing itself through mm-hmm. me. I am that I am. I am that I am. Bro, I got that shit on me. Like, I got that shit tatted on me. Like, that mm-hmm. shit really means something. Well, I am that I am. Well, that shit... That's his name. Well, I don't know. I ain't gonna say that on camera. I fully don't fully know. Just cut that, at that part out with I don't... No, um, for sure. No, for sure. Like when uh, he came to talk to Moses, he did say that. He, he no, he said that. Yeah. Like, who do I tell him that the same? I am that I am, bro. It's that simple, bro. I am that I am. You feel me? And I feel like man, they manipulated it. Mm. You feel me for 
capitalism for whatever you feel me to to rule to rule over the the common mind the eighty five percenters you feel what I'm saying like nah bro I'm 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 just thankful to be able to see through all of that and see through the illusions because like in in majority of all of these religions bro we all hating each other or we all bashing each other like you feel me you go to the the Christianity side like. Niggas is portraying to be perfect, but they mm. drinking at the crib, they smoking, they cheating on their wives, or they mm. just out here living a promiscuous life. You feel me? I feel like it's the same thing with the Hebrew Israelite doctrine. Like, you feel me, nigga? We on the internet preaching and all of that, but we fall into sin as soon as we put the camera down. It's like niggas don't want to show that side of the life. You feel me? I'm gonna show you that side of the life, bro. I'm gonna show you, nigga. I fall, bro. I ain't, mm. I ain't perfect, bro. Yeah. You feel yeah. me? Even with where I am spiritually, mm. bro, and how I'm growing, I, I don't give a fuck about a nigga opinion to me, bro. Yeah, every just, just man falls seven times. You feel me? And I'm gonna stand up every single time. You feel me? And I learn, and I've learned from every time that I fail. So it's like, I feel like being authentic, bro, has been a, a, a superpower. Because mm. I, ain't, I, I don't care about niggas' opinions at a point in time. I value. <laughs> thought about me more than yeah. what I thought about myself to the point to where niggas can say stuff about me and I start to question myself I start to believe what they saying about me and it took for me to start to heal and start to feel those wounds that like my mom didn't give me you feel me and you feel me the lack of my dad being in the crib you feel me and what that did to me you feel me and how that traumatized me and you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, that mm. shit get deep for real. Yeah. And you feel me? So starting to feel those, feel those voids and getting, being at a space where nigga, I, I can understand life and understand what my parents was going through and knowing that they did their best. You feel what I'm saying? And they gave me what they knew. You yeah. feel me? So who am I to be mad at them on some real shit? Who am I to hold what happened to me when I was a little kid? Who am I to hold that against you? Because you wasn't raised how you envisioned raising me mm. you feel me and you only a product of what you were raised around you feel me i'm a product of what i was raised around i'm just thankful and knew that i got i had a calling on my life spiritually you feel me to get to this level of of growth you feel what i'm saying to where like i can i can see my mom i can see my daddy and see their pain mm. and see their trauma and see they hurt you feel me see how they coping with life that's what motivate me more than anything my nigga on some real shit like Seeing how at a certain age, nigga, my parents gave up on life and they just went with it. You feel me? Like, that's scary, bro. Like, Hell me yeah. and the guys talk about that all the time. Like, I wake up thankful, bro. I wake up in real gratitude because I know it's somebody that's going through way worse. It's niggas that's praying to be in the position that I'm in. You feel me? Mm. And you and you witness 67-year-olds still working, your grandmas and aunties still having to go to a job because they didn't have the resources or mm. didn't have the intellect being poured into them on how to financially secure themselves. You feel me? So they've been spinning their wheels for 40 years. And sometimes, nigga, nigga, my pops didn't break out of his depression, bro, until a few years ago. You feel me? He went through my most impressionable years where I needed him. He was depressed, bro. He was going through life. Life was beating his ass. And he didn't know how to come out of it because nobody taught him how to come out of it. Nobody taught him that it's okay to be depressed. Nobody taught him that it's okay to be fucked up. You feel me? These emotions are natural. You feel me? But where, he, where niggas fuck up at, we're not taught how to process. We're taught how to, not even how to feel the shit. Niggas just go through life. You feel me? So, like, nigga, that's, that's one of my biggest motivations, bro. Like, seeing certain people give up on life, bro. And just start to lose their fight, lose their hunger. You feel me? Lose the reason why they wake up in the rising. Like, 
that's scary, bro. Like, that scared me, bro. And don't nothing scare me. Like, that scared me to know that, nigga, I can wake up and just say, fuck this shit. Fuck this yeah. shit, bro. And go back to the block or say, fuck this shit and get a regular job and figure out how to, like, what, bro? I done been broke these past few years in, in, in multiple spaces. You feel what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm thankful to have the discipline and the connection to the creator where it's like, I ain't going backwards. Facts. Regardless to the fact, regardless to the space that I'm in right now, this is a, a, a an accumulated amount of experiences that got me to this space. So be becoming aware of that shit taught me how to be more present mm. on my day to day, on what mm. I do in my day to day. If I if I move one percent better than I did yesterday, then I'm moving towards greatness. You feel me? And doing that one percent in multiple areas, you feel me? In my life, it's going to accumulate. Over time, and you feel me? That's then like compound interest for me. You feel me? Like that's how I move with everything that I'm doing now. Like just becoming aware at a high level of everything that I'm doing, and knowing that like it's bigger than me. Mm. Constantly saying that shit to myself, like bro, it's bigger than you. Remember that, and that get me back to being present. To like, mm. nigga, you gotta get in mode. You gotta move the right way. You gotta do this because it's like I'm not just feeding my family with my gifts, my nigga. I'm feeding Ray and his family. I'm feeding my team and their individual family and then their family's family. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, that's a that's a heavy job, bro. Mm. And it's not easy. You feel me? Carrying the weight of everybody else because everybody view you as the one. Everybody view you as the person that's going to get us out of this fucked up situation called life that mm. we're in. And that's, and that's, that's heavy. Mm. You feel me? And I'm at a space to where now, like, nigga, I used to run from that. I ran from the responsibility of being a leader. You feel me of living in my Godhead, of living in my truth and practicing real discipline and willpower behind closed doors. Like, you feel me? It took a while to get to this space. So now that I'm here, it's like, nigga, this is what you called to do. You either going to step up to it, bro, or you going to die, reincarnate and do this shit again. Mm. And I ain't going to lie, my nigga, this is my last incarnation here. I'm not coming back down here, bro. So whatever I have to do in this lifetime, whether it's healing whether it's taking care of my family, whether it's emotionally growing, spiritually growing, whatever I have to shed and let go of, I don't give a fuck what or who it is. I'm letting you go. I'm letting it go. You feel me? Because it's bigger than me. You feel what I'm saying? So, like, bro, I've been living in that. No cap. And it's been paying off mm. on a daily. What do you feel like is next for you, man? I feel like you, I'm, man, I feel like you at the edge of something great, man. I feel like you at the edge of yeah. something big. Like, you right there, bro. Yeah, I feel like I'm at the cusp of hanging on that bitch. Yeah, on bro. the Breakfast Club, he all over the place, man. Like, <laughs> no, bro, no you, doubt. You, no doubt. Um, right there, bro. I feel like, just like you said, bro, I'm at the cusp of greatness, bro. I feel like, just like I said before, like every time we're about to go to the next level in life, a death is 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 brought forth. You feel what I'm saying? So like me losing my little brother, man, and our little brother with the team, um, I know something is 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 coming. So like so what's next for me, bro? Like I've been practicing a fruitarian diet on some real shit. Like I've been practicing that since January and that's been life changing. Like mm. not eating food at all. All I eat is fruit. You feel me? Damn. And fasting way more. Like one time out of the month, like giving myself seven days of just liquid. You feel what I'm saying? Like really, really increasing my discipline at a level to where it's like we see what's going on outside, bro. You feel me? We we see the the psyops and a and a and a fake scares that they that they inducing on us because it's the energy harvesting game at the end of the day, bro. So me fasting and me staying on my shit is keeping me detached on some real shit. That's what keep me detached from the social world staying and sharp. from what's yeah, bro, mm -hmm. and staying sharp because it's like, bro, at any, at any given day the end can be here. 
Mm-hmm. You feel me? And and regardless to what form of belief or religion or you feel me, whatever it is you you believe in, this shit gonna come to an end, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be a new beginning. And I wanna be a part of that new, new beginning. beginning. Yeah. I'm gonna be a part of that new beginning. You feel me? And that starts now. You feel me? Fuck partying, bro. Like fuck going out to clubs. Like fuck fucking with the hoes. Like nigga past that stage in my life, bro. Like I I'm I'm in a space where I want to secure real financial freedom. Facts. That's all I care about. I care about freedom, bro. And and mm-hmm. and freeing the minds of our people first. But I care for financial freedom. That's what I'm seeking. That's what's next for me. Creating financial freedom for not only for myself, but for my guys. You feel mm. me? Like, it ain't going to be no better feeling than looking to the side and knowing that these last six years or five years that we've been taking this music series that is finally paying off. Mm. And I'm thankful that everything didn't pop off when we thought or when we wanted it to pop off because we weren't ready emotionally you feel me like we would have crashed out bro like and we've and we've seen so many niggas leap into stardom and end up crashing out see it every day every mm-hmm. day you feel me so it's like nigga, I'm, I'm 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 thankful that i chose my spirituality over music mm. i chose my growth over music i chose me taking three years away from music to heal more than anything you feel me and just like i said increasing my self-love bro and my mindfulness and my awareness with myself my surroundings my communication my mm-hmm. comprehension with how i how i talk and you feel me like bro that's all the nigga been caring about the music shit is a given i can rap with my eyes closed bro mm-hmm. that's the easy part the easy part is doing the music the easy part is rapping but the hard part is learning how to upkeep once we get the fame Learning how to upkeep once we get financial stability and on a, on a real way. <laughs> and how to maintain and keep it. And how to maintain it. You feel me? And having real emotional intelligence with dealing with people that's going to be in your pocket. Dealing with people that always believed in you and learning how to navigate through that space and love. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And just how to navigate through that shit, period, bro. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I didn't, I didn't see niggas get money, bro. And people who was never there depend on them. People who was never there calling on them. People who wasn't there when they needed them. Like, you feel me? So it's like preparing my mind for that type of shit, mm-hmm. preparing how my family is going to react to me actually becoming everything that I'm said to become. You feel what I'm saying? Like just navigating through that because we all go through it with our family, bro. You feel me? Everybody going to feel entitled once the money get to coming in and you mm-hmm. feel me? We got real financial freedom. Everybody going to have a business idea. Everybody going to want yeah. you to invest in some shit. And you yeah. feel what I'm saying? And and, and learning how to say no. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And And saying no in love. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I don't give a fuck if you get mad. I'm going to tell you no. It's time for the next levels, bro. Like, I be feeling the same thing. Sometimes we just be on some level one shit, hit the club, fuck some bitches, do some. It's like, bro, I just want to travel and live in my purpose and just be creative and just. But it's it's exactly what you were saying earlier. It's like, bro, so many of us, we burn out just by life. Like, man, fuck my dreams. Fuck my passion. Fuck Mm -hmm. all that spark shit. Like, I got to go and clock in, clock out. Because I got to take care of this X, Y, and Z. Oh, and no. that's real life, bro. That's but at the life. end of the day, that ain't life for me. Like, it mm-hmm. ain't at all. And I've been broke as fuck. And I didn't been fucked up and all type of shit. And I choose being fucked up creatively. And and staying creative. And like, like a, what they say, a starving artist. I'd rather be no, a starving sure. artist than 
be rich in, in the corporate world and doing all this like bro all day bro but i definitely wanted to before we end i definitely wanted to uh shout you out you you got your song placement and uh it was the movie was gran turismo right oh yeah 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 i wanted yep, to yeah, shout yeah, you yeah, out bro yeah, yeah, i just yeah, wanted yeah. to give you your flowers man that that's a big accomplishment bro it's good yeah. to see you like going up man and, it, and and it's like bro everything is in divine order bro like you feel me all is well all is working is my mantra for my greatest good and my highest good so like you feel me? Like, I was just in a space to where, like, bro, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I've been contemplating, like, man, I'm low-key ready to go back hustling, bro. Like, most how I'm being patient with you. You mm. feel me? I'm, I'm thugging it out. Like, I'm I'm being real upright. You feel me? I'm being real honest with the money that I'm making. And um, that movie showed me. You feel mm. me? Because I was praying over that. And, you know, I was in a, I was in a tough spot financially. You feel mm. me? And that money came out of nowhere. And spirit was like, all right, nigga, shut up. I heard you. Mm. Like, <laughs> like, take this and go sit in the corner somewhere. Like, you feel me? And it's just like through learning, through learning through all of these experiences, it's just like, damn, bro, I've always been taken care of. Yeah. Everything that I've needed, I've always been given. So it's nice. like we go through so much shit in life, bro, and we question the path or you feel me? We get impulsive with with uh, uh, us not having control of, mm. of the steering wheel. You feel what I'm saying? When it's like, bro, your car knows where it's going. You could take your hands off the steering wheel, and if you focus on what you need to focus on, your car is going to get you to your destination. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? But so many times, niggas take those detours. You feel me? I'm going to take control of the wheel. I'm going to bust this left real quick because I know mm. I got to play over here. Mm. You feel me? I know this guaranteed. Like, I know you're telling me to be patient. I know you're telling me that riches is going to come and all of these different things, but, like, when, nigga? Because... Mm. You feel me? I got an overhead, bro. Like, mm, you feel me? Facts. I got mamas and sisters. I got brothers facts. that depend on me, bro. I got a family that depend on me that view facts. me as the one, that view me as the golden ticket. You feel yes. me? And it's always been like that. So it's like being in the space where I am now financially, um, it's made me way more thankful, made me way more grateful for how they view me. You feel what I'm saying? And just knowing that, like, you feel me? This shit will come with this shit, bro, when you the leader. Mm. When you the one, this will come with it. So it's like I'm in a space like nigga, I ain't I ain't running from it no more. Whatever come with this shit, I'd rather see what come with it than than not kick the dough down. I'd rather mm. kick the dough down and know that I know. Mm. You feel me? And and just be be aware of what come with it type shit. So I'm thankful, right, man. So, everything right. is everything. That's I will uh how's it been? It's been around Royce. I was just about that was my life. Yeah, I was just about yeah, that. Like just being mentored. I wanted you know, to do um it's been it's been cool, bro. Like, we got a relationship to where it's like, that's my nigga for real. You feel me? Like, that's my dog. Like, we kick it intimately about life. Like, bro, like, I confide in him like a big homie. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, 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 I really kick it with him. And it's like in certain areas, shit, he, he look up to me in certain areas. Like, with my willpower, my discipline, and how I carry my diet and my body and all of that type of stuff. So, it's like, it's a... It's a give give relationship. You feel what I'm saying? Like ghost shit. Mm-hmm. Nah, for sure, man. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> but Nickel, my nigga though. Nickel mm. was my nigga for sure, for sure. And you know, I'm I'm thankful for what I have learned from him. Um, one of the biggest things I've learned from him, bro, is emotional intelligence. Mm. You feel me? Because I be coming to the studio because you you feel me? We've been finishing both of my projects. So it's like, nigga, I'll be coming to the studio because the mixing engineer on some bullshit or something going wrong. And nigga, I'm irritated. I'm pissed. Mm. He just like, look, bro, like, it's cool, bro. We going to figure it out. Why you, why your feathers so ruffled? Nigga, chill. Like, go sit down somewhere. Like, you feel me? And that taught me, like, damn, bro, not to say shit don't bother him. 
You feel me? But that's real wisdom to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel me? When you're when when you think before you respond, you think before you react, before you say anything. Like, mm. not to say bro perfect because he not. You feel me? We all far from perfect. You feel me? But he taught me that. Like he taught me business wise how to respond emotionally in situations where even if the other person is wrong and they don't host shit, mm. he like bro how you carry yourself in that situation and how you move in that situation. Is going to dictate how fast you get the job done and what you need that person to do. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So learning that from him has been teaching me a lot with all of my business dealings that I do. Like even if something goes left or if the other person isn't big on communication and they don't know how to communicate, you feel me? It's being calm. Like, all right, bro. It's cool, bro. Mm. I understand. And even though on the inside, I might be boiling. You feel me? It's been It's been a journey with learning how to respond. Mm. to everything in life not even just the business side but just to everything in life like mm. i've been growing out of my impulsiveness because i'm impulsive by heart bro like mm. i'm super impulsive sometimes you feel mm. me and i go off my rocker sometimes you feel me so i learned that from him more than anything and my process of writing has changed um well i don't i write maybe like 20 percent of the time now like if i'm locked in like on a concept of something and it's for like the album like majority of the album bro i did mushrooms and didn't write for both of my projects because i felt like i wanted to authentically express myself mm-hmm. i didn't want it to get in the habit of writing a certain way i'm scared to take them <laughs> still man, man the psilocybin changed my life bro. <laughs> it did. still man shout out to royce the five nine though yeah, man real og Nickel. man love royce the five nine love royce man shout out to my nigga nick love royce man but I really appreciate you just sitting down and building with us on this episode, bro. This this whole episode, bro, I've really just been sitting back just in my mind, bro. Anytime we do an episode, I got music playing in my head. So, no, the no, whole, no. you know, just because I'm, I, you know, I executive produce everything so I can hear this shit in my head. I'm just like. Yeah, you oh, was venting like a motherfucker, boy. This shit just, yeah. this shit just powerful, bro, man. Like, That's a space that I'm at in my life, too, bro. Yeah. I'm yeah. very vulnerable, bro. Facts. I'm very vulnerable right now, bro. I'm very open. Like, I don't, I don't feel like. It's nothing to hide, bro. Because mm. I feel like what I'm going through, somebody else is going through. Yeah. And me being vulnerable about my story and what I got going on can really help somebody. Man. Me ain't getting on this podcast to fake talking. Mm. For me to try to be as intellectual as I can possibly be. Like, that's what I set out for this one. Like, bro, like every podcast has always been the intellectual side of me. Evolution, bro. Me? Yeah, evolution. And that's bro. what I was telling Spain. I said, man, these 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 gonna be legendary one day. Cause you, oh, no, you are, sure. bro. I'm telling you, bro, you're gonna be legendary. These gonna be legendary one no day. Doubt. These conversations, bro. But you absolutely right. When I came back here, bro, when I came back to Michigan, I was just like, bro, I'm a different person. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I ain't shamed about shit, bro. I get okay. on this show, I say all types of shit. But mm-hmm. it's just like, bro, I'm not I'm not trying to live in the darkness anymore. I ain't trying to hide like shit that. anymore. I'm the opposite now. Nah. I, I was like that, nigga. Nah, I nah, nah, my nigga Spank was. Nah, my nigga you know, Spank didn't give a fuck, he, bro. He like, was, he was just bro. saying whatever came to his Nah, I, I just, man, because, man, I'm learning, man. Your mouth is the pathway to hell. Real talk, life and death is the pathway to heaven, bro. Man, <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't sweet talk my ass to heaven, bro. But it's like, bro, everything I say, I'm willing to deal with the consequences of it. And I think that's mm. what that's what is where we be we be trying to be on that. Like, mm. what comes with this? I'm I'm willing to deal with ever yeah. come with what I say. That's mm-hmm. why I don't say a lot of. I don't say some things I don't say because I I don't know if I'm ready for what come with that. No, right, it's right. just like that's it's a lot of things happen politically and stuff that I ain't speaking on because. 
You know, in I the ain't nation, do my research. Yeah. in the nation, they be like, okay, well, you can't speak. You got to wait for the minister to speak on that. So I don't want, I don't want to speak on that right now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because it ain't my time to speak on that. Certain things I don't say. Certain things. But if I spoke on it, bro, I, I, I no, stand on it, bro. Toes, yeah. I stand on it, bro. And that's the biggest thing that get like uh, uh, our foot put in our mouth. Speaking on sexual orientations in people's life. Mm. Speaking on religion and how yeah. we view religion, and speaking on the political side of war or what's mm-hmm. going on. And you feel me? Because you can say something and not meaning to be insensitive, but you feel me? Like niggas is going viral now, bro. Like we in an era of technology and a phone. So you feel me? You you have to guard what you say. You got to be slow to speak. You feel me? And be intentional with the words that you use. Yeah. God, because man. it shaped your reality and it shaped God. the reality as far as the collective consciousness goes, bro. So like, I'm the same way. I'm going to speak my mind, bro. I'm going to yeah. speak my heart more than anything. I'm going to speak my heart and do my best to mm. be authentic and speak my truth. And whatever Facts, come with that, bro. I'm cool with what come with yeah. it, bro. Because I let it come out my mouth. Facts. Yeah. You feel me? So whatever come behind that, it is what it is. You feel yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, but right. we always want to be respectful to what I was telling Spank, I cry on this bitch, and I'm still a real nigga. Sorry for the for the for a lack of a better phrase, word, or title, but like that's real shit. Like, yeah, bro, for sure. I get on this bitch, say whatever, dog. Cry on this bitch, do whatever, and I didn't did it. Mm-hmm. But it's like at the end of the day, bro, ain't no, ain't no, can nobody say they really to me? Like they work harder than me, that they take care of their family more than me, that they really stand on building about anything. Like, bro, when it comes to my family, when it comes to me. I'm always saying I'm, I'm as solid as they come, bro. When it comes to like shit, that. niggas talk shit. I'll put the money up for shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when, when niggas talk about grinding and winning, I'll drive three, four hours for that shit. When we put that shit in North Carolina, put that shit together, bro, I was working on that shit for four months, bro. Like, mm-hmm. nigga, when it, whatever it comes with me, I, I'm ten toes into that shit. Like, niggas can't tell me shit about me. So, it's just like... Bro, I, I respect it, bro. When you be coming on this bitch, you be flowing. I'm like, bro, this nigga in his element, bro. Like he, <laughs> bro, that, that that shit, bro, that shit, like it's therapeutic, bro. I really appreciate you doing this yeah. with us, man. This oh, has been always, powerful, man. Bro. We gonna go viral every time. Yeah, we come every, yeah, time, man, bro. every time, bro. Every time, yeah. we come every time together, man. man. This is Courtney Bell, Lamar, the poor spank the bank. That's breaking the machine. That's a wrap. Oh, no, make sure you subscribe. Yes, yeah, subscribe. Make sure you comment, man. Make sure, make sure you follow official Courtney Bell, right? Yes, sir. Instagram. When the album drop, my brother? Uh, man, we Not coming for first quarter, man. We coming first quarter. But first you quarter. heard it here first. Yeah, 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 man. It's coming first quarter. But we got music coming, though, before that. So Yes, sir. Yeah, man. We about to tear these boys Prime out. Prime time. Breaking the machine. Oh, yeah. Late night session. Late night. You dig? You, you dig. That's a wrap.